Here's to the creative ones, the daydreamers and romantics, the dream makers, the risk takers, the fierce movers and the shakers, the mothers busting out of cubicles to make family life more beautiful. They're the happy ones, the gutsy ones who venture to a better future. They are the smarter ones who stop procrastination. They are the brighter ones armed with education. And while you may question their reality, call them pipe dreamers and irresponsible, their inner strength is powerful, which makes their drive unstoppable. And while some may see them as just creative or hopelessly romantic, we see passion. Because the people who are passionate enough to dream they can love their life are the ones who do. Good morning, and thank you for joining us today, Mr. Segal. How are you? I'm excellent. Thanks for having me. Yes. Welcome to beautiful California, and you are in? I'm in Providence, Rhode Island. Nice. The other side of the country. Yeah. Technology. <laughs> yes. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for joining us today. Let's just start from the beginning. When did you start designing? Um, well, I've always been making stuff. Uh, I, I think my first piece of clothing I made in like middle school where I sewed ties into the sides of my corduroy pants, like to add pinstripes. Um, and then in a really roundabout way, uh, now I ended up back kind of like having a brand. And I started my business in 2000 and nine mm -hmm. nice and what were your inspirations behind that um well i was studying textile design and because originally i like um i kind of just thought i would work i like went to my i went to school for painting and i always kind of imagined myself as like a fine artist like painter or something or sculptor i don't know um but then i kind of I was living in New York and I, I like worked at this gallery next to the Comme des Garcons store. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, this is art. Like, I don't care what's in the galleries, like the Comme des Garcons store. And then there's also like a Balenciaga store right next to it. And I was like, this is like blowing my mind, like way more than anything I've seen in a museum or gallery. And I was like, this is like, this is definitely what I was like, need to be, I need to be in this field. I need to make stuff like this. Like, um, and so that's what kind of started the whole, my whole like kind of business and world into like making clothing. Nice. And how long have you been designing for? Uh, well, like 11 plus years. So, if anybody doesn't know, you were a contestant on season 11, Project Runway. Let's talk about yep. that. How'd that come about? Hmm. Well, <laughs> uh, I was actually recruited to apply. So, I was, like, I for several years, I was getting, like, contacted by the show oh, to apply. Yeah. 
and oh, then yeah. I never felt ready. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so like I was contacted for a couple of years to apply, and then um, I really like I really only like knew how to make knitwear because that was really my focus. Um, like you can see all that yarn back there. Like so, I just like I've always like worked with knitting just because um, it has like some sculptural properties that I really like. Anyways. So I, my portfolio was like all knitting and I was like, I can't really apply to be on Project Runway without actually knowing any tailoring or like any sewing. And um, so I did like one small collection where I actually sewed stuff out of fabric. And, uh, and so I used that and all the knitting to apply. Um, and that got me on the show. I, I definitely wish I had more experience because I sucked on it. But <laughs> but you helped me make some nice pants, so that was good. Uh, I don't you know. Did, it, like, you, did great. you did great. You did phenomenal. Yeah. Looking back, I was like, I'm like, wow. I, like, literally couldn't sew for shit. Like, what am I doing? Um, but anyways, it was a good experience. It, like changed my life i guess and kind of forced me to deal with myself as a designer and as a person and i don't know it's a really intense experience so you know you kind of like learn a lot quick didn't you feel like definitely like when you walked away like it was an incredible learning journey as well like the whole thing like you took a lot with you away did you feel like that yeah totally and i actually actually think it helped me like define more clearly what I'm interested in doing. Exactly. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, I felt that way too. I think I like to speak to a lot of the other people um, from the show. They felt a lot. Um, they shared a lot of the same feelings that I did. They took away that feeling of like, you know, it helped them kind of hone in on their craft. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and I was like, all right, I have some holes to fill and like I need to learn how to like make some stuff immediately to like continue in this world. Like I can't like rely on the knitting to like have a brand because um, that is sort of complicated to have a brand that's all knitwear. So yeah, yeah. so I like yeah. kind of learned a lot. It's totally like helped me build my business. Nice. And this is COVID era 19 <laughs> and yeah. how would you describe as far as what you've been doing through this COVID situation in, in our, not just country, but our world right now and um, with your business and how have you been able to stay afloat? Yeah. So, well, it was sort of strange, like, Okay, so I teach. That is my other job. So I teach part-time, and then my business is sort of full-time. It's like, um, but anyways, so like a lot of my manufacturing got stuck overseas. Mm -hmm. So like things I was supposed to be selling in December, um, like were delayed. And there's stuff that I was supposed to have like January or something. I don't know. Anyways, it was all like delayed and I didn't get, I had like no product for a long time. And um, and I was home for like a month. Like I didn't go to the studio for a month cause I wasn't sure like what was going on. Um, and it was actually like 
really beneficial for me because I really actually build more designs and uh, plan a little bit better than I usually do. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and then like eventually I got all that product in and I've been like, um, you know, like kind of approaching business a little differently, doing more advertising and um, it's actually kind of worked out like in a weird, in an unexpected way, uh, having like a mostly like online store has been beneficial. Like I only have four or five like retailers. Um, so I am thankful to have the online business. And then when I was desperate, I did start making masks. Like I was like, I'm not going to make masks. And then one day I was like, Mm, I need to make money, so I'm going to make masks and see what happens. And um, yeah, actually, I have some right here. So I've been making these masks with crystals on them. They're very glamorous. Nice. And, yeah, and luckily I make a lot of bikinis, so they have like bikini straps around them. Yeah, and then there's this kind. This is like a really popular print that I actually made like six years ago but it just it's lived on forever um so now this is like a mask i've been um actually i like have a lot of shirts from long sleeve to short sleeve and then i use the sleeves to make the masks so that's been my uh crafty little pandemic move so let's talk about the textile you just showed us and you mentioned that you teach so how let's talk about that what is what is that um yeah so i started teaching in 2010 and i teach a class called industrial knitting um it's a class where it's like computer programming combined with like knitted textiles um so i teach like how to use the program and then how to like design knitted structures to make pattern and like you know like textured fabrics um and so i've been doing that for i've taught that class for 10 years now um, and then i also semesters i teach like intro knitting class like where you use a hand operated like machine um, and then i also teach like an apparel like textile, like I teach a class for textile students who are interested in making apparel. And um, in that class, it's like a lot of, the students are working on weaving, knitting, screen printing, digital printing, um, or whatever, or like invented textiles. And the class is all about how to like use those fabrics and application. So it's like draping and some basic pattern making and you know, some finishing, but it's really about, it's a little more conceptual. It's like really about like, if you make this really like interesting fabric, but you don't really know how to use it, like the purpose of the class is to kind of help you find a way to use that fabric and like where, how that fabric can function in the world. Um, Cause like a lot of the students and myself, like sometimes I'll make a fabric and I'm like, this is like, has no purpose in the world. It's just cool. And then, so I thought of like trial and error to figure out how to get that fabric to work as like something actually wearable. 
Nice. And you teach on college level, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I teach at uh, Rhode Island School of Design uh, called RISD. And um, nice. so it's, yeah, yeah, I teach like sophomores, juniors, and seniors. Okay. And grads, like when they take the class. Yeah. So now, what is the future for your brand and what you have going on with your label? Um, so let's see. Right now, I'm working on, well, I'm actually making some uh, linen shirts right now, which is probably going to show up in September. So it's kind of stupid to be doing that. But anyways, I have my own schedule, so I don't follow seasons. I just do it when I want and when I can afford to do it. Um, so anyways, I'm doing this print now that I, uh, two years ago, I had worked on this print with some local drag performers, in Providence. Um, and I had the drag performers model and I designed a print using the hands um, and some foliage. And so that print, um, you know, I made it for a drag con originally in New York. And then after like this year, I kind of saw how the local performers were having, you know, like a really hard time with all the bars being closed and, you know, they can't see or do whatever so i'm bringing back that print as a scarf and a linen uh kind of like like a camp style shirt you know it's kind of like a nice flowy shirt with side slip it's cool so anyways i'm bringing back that shirt and i'm gonna donate all of the profits to the queens because they just need help right now i'm like i love they're amazing and they're always fun, so. um, yeah, that's like the big project I'm working on now. And it's it's like getting there. And um, yeah, and then I guess today I kind of realized that September is coming up fast and I should start working on some sweatshirts. So <laughs> yeah, so I need to like uh, start that like a month ago. But anyways, uh, yeah, I need to work on some sweatshirts with my everybody's favorite mountain of cats. Uh, so I'm making some cat sweatshirts, which is like this weird product I made like 10 years ago and it's like, it won't go away. So um, I'm gonna make more, you know, why not? And yeah, and so that is like, I don't know, if you don't know, uh, that's like, a, it's like I screen print on like sweatshirts and sweater. And I actually have sweaters now made with the print on it um, of this like mountain of black cats. And then I put these doll eyes on them. Um, I actually have like, you know, like these. Yeah. So the doll eyes go on the sweaters and uh, yeah, that's like my uh, September thing. It's funny cause I like make speedos and like, mini skirts in the summer and like cat sweaters in the fall and winter and yeah that's uh my world supply <laughs> and demand must be met <laughs> yeah i know i mean it's funny that the cats like the cat sweater has been knocked off so much like in weird ways but um you know no one's ever 
done it exactly the way I do it. So it's still special. Um, I think it's like too hard to manufacture for anyone to bother uh, making it. So, and it like costs too much to make anyways. So um, it's just for me and anybody else who wants one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure to see you and have you today uh, on the interview and I look forward to having you come to California again. Oh my God. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And it'd be a dream to see you again in person. Yes. So hopefully when this is over, we can meet up in New York for fashion week or in LA for one of your pop-ups at one of your various events that you do. <laughs> thank you again so much for, for being here with us today. We appreciate your time, and once again, I hope to see you soon, my friend. Yeah, thanks again, okay. and you know, bye. Bye. Thank you, Zell.